it's a new week, which means a whole new episode of Creator Journals, and we have a good one for you today. We were lucky enough to grab a chat with Anna and Nicola, the incredible founders of Cake Drop London this week, whilst they're on a short break from their cake deliveries around London. We followed these ladies on Instagram for a while now and we are loving what they are doing. We can't quite believe that only a few short years ago, Anna and Nicola were still in corporate roles discussing just how awkward and frankly disappointing office celebrations can be. From that last minute panic when someone walks in and you realise it's their birthday and you make a dash to the closest shop and grab whatever you can, all those important office meetings that offer a drab looking selection of sweet goods. Why, when there was such an incredible offering of independent artisan bakeries and cake shops in London, were offices still opting for the most drab options? Fast forward to now, and Anna and Nicola have completely transformed the office cake culture. They have created a solution that in hindsight was screaming out. These incredible artisan bakeries needed to become convenient, easy and accessible to fast-paced offices. Cue Cake Drop London. We'll hand you over to Gemma to find out the story of how their business grew. But I just want to say how incredible it was to meet these ladies. They have the most infectious good vibes, so much so that myself and our technician were laughing a bit too much behind the scenes at some of the responses. Luckily, I don't think their mics picked up on that. On that note, I'll pass you over to Gemma so you can hear all about their journey. When I was doing the research for this interview, it was so hard. I was going through your website, and there's just so many pictures of these amazing, yeah. delicious cakes, and it's so, so it's irresistible. So yeah, they look incredible, <laughs> so I can see why it's been such a success. But um, if we could start off, um, Anna, why don't you tell us um, what Cake Drop London is? Yeah, so we're um, an office cake delivery company. Um, we partner with independent bakeries in London to um, bring offices amazing cake the best cake their city has to offer and also create a solution for mainly office managers who are responsible for things like employee birthdays or general treat days morale boosters and just make it super simple so um the main part of our our product is our website where you can sign up for cake drops and schedule them an online calendar and they kind of turn up at your desk um, on our zero emissions bikes. Amazing. That's brilliant. I think there's nothing better than having cake at work to make the day go faster. I so I, there's nothing I can imagine like it's cake. popular. I don't know why. Like in work, it's just a completely different context. Like yeah. out of work, yeah. It just has some sort of other element of joy that you wouldn't get usually. hundred yeah. percent. Someone brings cake around. I'm like, oh my God, yes. It doesn't <laughs> count if you're on a diet red vegan. Cake at work, that's like the exception zero, yeah, always. Yeah. 100%. Um, so with this, with the Creative Journals, we like to go back to the beginning and find out how this all started. Um, so take us back a couple of years ago and explain what was life like, um, Nicola, for you before this all started? Um, so before we, well, it's actually the idea for Cake Shop mm-hmm. sort of came a few years before we even decided to launch. And it was just something that I discussed with Anna, like, wouldn't it be really great if, you know, office birthdays weren't so rubbish and it wasn't always calling the caterpillar. Um, so I came up with this whole like business idea and then just left it at that. And Anna kind of prodded me for like a couple of years, like, we need to do it. We need to do it. We need to do it. And then I think <laughs> it came to the point where okay, let's do it, <laughs> you know? So Yeah, I guess it was, so Nicola came to me like, I've got this great idea and blah, blah, blah. And then we never thought of it as a business. It was just that every time we saw each other, we'd be like, and we could do this and we'd do that. And then we'd like have a social media. And I guess <laughs> it got to a point where it was like, if we're going to talk about this all the time, maybe we should do it. And I always say to people, it's not like, I think a lot of people want to be an entrepreneur and they want to start something for us that wasn't there I didn't really want to quit my job I didn't not enjoy my job and I love office life but I guess the time felt right and everything we had planned felt like if we don't do this now we'll never do it and we'll see someone else do it and that will kill us so yeah we just went for it that's really interesting that's quite a different way I think a lot of people will um, have identified like a sort of a niche or a gap in the market um, from perhaps their current jobs or their current interests so was it anything you had skills in or background in before or did it just was it just a really fun idea based on sort of office-based life I think, well, um, Anna and I both worked in the city. I think mm-hmm. at one point we were like a 10 minute walk away from each oh, other. Nice. So we would meet after work and we'd discuss our days and we'd compare like our different office cultures. And we kind of knew that like birthdays were something that was celebrated everywhere, but also kind of badly. So we did kind of identify a gap in the market, sort of. Um, I guess we just didn't, we weren't looking for a business idea. We just kind of came across it. And then looking back, we were so naive. Like, I suppose we saw a gap because we were part of the problem like that embarrassing five to nine oh my god it's Nicola's birthday has anyone done anything 
But I don't, I think looking back, we didn't do adequate research or like anything to like justify what we were doing financially or anything. I think we just kind of went for it. I, but I think that's the best way just to go in naive. Just jumped mm-hmm. in straight into the deep end. Yeah, well, we yeah. didn't quit Probably our job straight away. We didn't, yeah. <laughs> we didn't oh, work yeah. on it before we just took that, like, Yeah, we worked on it. But, like, when it comes to a point where you have to present the business to other people, for instance, investors, and they suddenly ask, like, what market stats have you got? It's like, oh, yeah, we didn't really, <laughs> <laughs> really think about that. <laughs> didn't really do that bit. Just, that? like, blind faith. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the first steps that you took when you were like, okay, let's do this? What was, like, first on the agenda? Um, we had to find bakeries that would work with us was the first thing, wasn't it? Well, probably alongside a website. A website. Yeah. So, um, I think we built like a basic kind of website. It's like a shop front, um, without e-commerce or anything. Found the bakeries, yeah. which is probably the key thing. Cause without the bakeries, we're nothing, obviously like they're so integral. Um, so yeah, that, and then after we've got the website, bakeries and we got a little cake trike built like custom milk oh God, built amazing. cake trike and then we just went out with our service with didn't cake, we yeah. and just trying to I think the first few weeks I think we had a vision well I definitely had a vision that the business would be like Nicola and I in this lovely office and then like people riding around these cakes but it came to day one and it was like I guess I should get on the trike there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally had to ride it somewhere just to drop off some promo cakes because that's what we did when we started just filled the trike with loads of cake and turned up at offices kind of just for fun and just to trial everything and get our name yeah. out there. And day one, I got on the trike and I literally could not pedal it. I was sat up <laughs> like five so minutes heavy. in. And I rang my boyfriend and was like, oh, I can't ride it. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was like, have you changed the gears? And I was like, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> that just shows the, the lack of like cycling in London. But I guess you just, yeah. it's not as glamorous as you. So that's something you don't really think be. about. You've got all this sort of business plan, you've got all the thoughts behind it, but it's like, right, okay, get, get on that bike and deliver some cakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't think well, about no it. Well, that we went out there without customers first, you know, because mm. you, we've done something completely new. It hasn't been done before. Even like the the sort of process and logistics around delivering cake, it's like a really delicate product. Yeah. Product. So all that stuff we did the months of like delivering promo cakes and stuff, that was all so good in us like learning how we're going to do this logistically and operationally. Yeah. And so that was all really valuable, even though we didn't... It felt hard at the time. Yeah, we were yeah. like, when are we going to get some customer? Actually, we really needed to do that. That was kind of our market research yeah, <laughs> that we should practice. have done before we launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there any disasters? Was there a moment where you delivered a cake and it, it, wasn't, it didn't make it and then you realised that you needed to... No. No, was like, it, it took a really long time. Obviously, we put loads of effort into the trite yeah um but Making i think sure it was like secure yeah secure like te- temperature controlled and that there was enough like non-slip and everything in yeah, there so yeah. we did a lot of that but i think we did it to the point like we went too far with it we probably didn't need to do it to the extent we did it so like we never had any there weren't any disasters but there was a lot of stress like a lot of yeah, stress wasn't yeah. there like paddling still so is. slowly there still like, is oh what are they like you in the snow for example there was a oh snow day in London and it was it was like people just weren't going to work but we had we had cakes delivered we actually had customers by this point and Anna literally <laughs> I was slipping sideways I, my bike was because I had a normal bike by this point with this thing on my back and it was slipping sideways that I had oh to get off God. at one point it was like a blizzard I couldn't see and I was just cycling down the street shouting I can't see <laughs> but although it was so painful people, like customers were so shocked that we turned up the cake like when every other delivery didn't turn up and yeah. people could, claimed they couldn't even get to work like we got into London we got on that bike and we got the cake so that's brilliant yeah, yeah. No, no disasters everything in one piece that's, that's <laughs> apart from me at the end of the day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, that's serious dedication to delivering cakes in the snow. I mean, that's, that is next level customer service. Um, so when you were building that initial brand, was there anything that was really important to you? You said about the sustainable bikes. Is there anything as part of your sort of ethos that you really wanted to get across? I think working with independent bakeries was mm-hmm. um, something that we'd identified right from the start that we wanted to do. I think when we were talking about, you know, calling the caterpillar culture in offices, it just seemed to be in such stark contrast to all the amazing independent bakeries that are around London. And a lot of the, um, there are obviously high street bakeries that you'll see like in the city and around about, you probably know the brand names, but 
there's so many on the outskirts, maybe a bit further flung from where people's offices are, so maybe out in Hackney or, or Battersea, Battersea or, yeah. that are amazing and their craft is amazing. They're great at making cakes. And those aren't the cakes that make it into offices, sadly. So I think from the start, it's always been about partnering with independent bakeries and supporting the local sort of economy that yeah. way. But that felt kind of natural. It wasn't like we sat down one day and we're like, okay, who are we and what's going to make us <laughs> look good? To be honest, bikes are the best way to get around London, yeah. full stop. Um, unsafe at times and not all of London <laughs> is really well set up for cyclists but in terms of if you want to uh, taking a van around London isn't efficient so it wasn't an option for us as mm-hmm. well as the cost so that came naturally um, and then the independent bakeries just came naturally because it was kind of part of the plan it's not like we sat down and thought of it as like a brand exercise yeah got you mm-hmm. yeah came a bit more naturally than that okay and so how was it finding those bakeries and securing those as your sort of suppliers was it quite difficult at first it was quite easy to find them. I think we had a bit of a, not really a challenge actually, because some bakeries came, were really easy with us from the start, weren't mm. they? Everyone, some of them just got what we were trying to do from the very beginning. But I think for us, it was quite nerve wracking going and trying to say, hey, we want to take your case. We've got this whole new model and trying to explain it to bakeries. Um, we had like one incident of a bakery being really like, um, so, frosty with us yeah, and like, really. just bit our heads off and we were like oh god like, like told us we just like didn't understand the cake market and stuff and hadn't done research oh, and, and, and yeah we had like 15 others that were absolutely happy with yeah. it yeah and uh, and we agreed at the time like had that been the first response we got would we have carried on because yeah. it's nerve-wracking you're going in and you're kind of we're not bakers and we don't know anything about that market like they do so it's kind of coming and introducing something to them but not feeling like we're kind of stepping on their toes so we had to be we had to learn from them yeah like they told us their prices rather than us giving them a price and that sort of thing and got you just like respect how their business works and how we could fit around them not just create our own operations and make them fit but yeah, we are lucky because we did have like quite a few good conversations before we hit that really tricky one yeah and yeah well, I mean that literally like oh, us for a whole us, day. Yeah. Like we literally yeah. both were like nearly in tears. <laughs> but yeah, if that had been our first response from a bakery, I don't think cake drop would be here today. No. Right? That is a massive thing though. I think if someone gives you negative feedback, particularly when it's perhaps an area that you don't have a huge amount of knowledge in doubt, it can really knock you. That's that's a really tough one to overcome. Um but did you find it quite hard not having the um knowledge in the cake industry? Did you have to do any sort of research or do a bit of baking yourself and get any sort of new skills? No. <laughs> no, no next question <laughs> no we did we, did we no. I didn't bake anything no but it wasn't also about baking but we there's bakers are really active on Instagram okay so we've we were able to like get in that community and there's a whole community they all follow each other they all like there is a bakery bakery community out there isn't okay, there especially yeah. in London but we didn't have to learn about cake yeah you didn't no we didn't have to learn actually about don't go home and make a birthday cake oh no. no nothing like that no. you. but I think you're downplaying our like knowledge no. in the industry <laughs> didn't do anything no, we, know, we know nothing we know nothing yeah. <laughs> so you still like those other skills and bits and pieces you had to pick up I mean like riding a bike for example or something perhaps <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's a skill that you hadn't considered before um uh, so at what point did what were you both doing at the time? What were your current jobs? I was working in marketing. Um, I worked in advertising. <laughs> the listeners probably can't tell who's who. Anna worked in advertising. <laughs> Anna worked in marketing. marketing. So our skills were somewhat similar, actually, yeah. which, again, when you get laid further along into the business, isn't the best way to set up a business. You need people with, like, completely different skills. But I think we've learned as time goes on, yeah, we do our, have different yeah, skills. Yeah, our strengths are different in different things. So although our backgrounds are in marketing, Anna's strengths are definitely... What are your strengths? <laughs> <laughs> you're very good with people. Like, you're very good at, like, relationships and account management and, like, Operations, dealing with... money. Yeah, finance. And then I'm quite good at the marketing and, like, strategy and, like, the vision side of things. So I'm, like, full of ideas. And I'm just like, come on, let's, like... I just need to get cakes delivered. Yeah, like, <laughs> get on the bike um so yeah we've got complementary skills but yeah I think everything we've had to do has well like a lot of what we've had to do is doing it for the first time Mm. so whether it's like designing our ads um to yeah learning to do all the finances building the website everything has felt like we're learning from I wouldn't say I transferred any skills maybe like client management but I don't think like my job fed into cake got you okay really Mm. 
Interesting. Well, touching a little bit on the finance there, I do want to ask you um, about your crowdfunding experience. I know you had a Kickstarter campaign right at the beginning um, with a goal of £10,000, um, which you did reach, so congratulations. Um, how was that journey for you? Um, big learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, Kickstarter or any crowdfunding is really great for the marketing as well as the money, and that was yeah. you know, 50% of the reason we did it. Um, but so much work goes Mm. into it and it's not just about putting it live on the site and thinking that people will flock and send you 50 pounds um so much planning went into it kind of whole marketing campaign around it externally um how are you going to push it this day if it gets slow where are you going to push it we almost had um so it had to be so strategic yeah sort of implement a plan where like on week one on day two what were we going to do who are we going to send it out to and who are we going to push how are we going to follow up with people like I think the majority, I can't remember what the percentage, we met with Cedars the other day and they told us a percentage of um, people that kickstart a campaign are actually mm. your friends and family. I think it's right. like the vast majority, isn't it? Oh, who pledged. Who pledged, yeah. So. Yeah, and we did find that, that I think there was only a couple of people who pledged who we didn't already know. So okay. you, that's just proof that you were behind every yeah, yeah. pound that comes in. Um, so it was really hard. And it's also hard because we're a new business doing something that, no one's ever done before so we're not just like a crafty beer and everyone gets what it is and they like it and they're going to get one free if they put tenor in we have the challenge of educating people on what this is and and secondly people who haven't ever worked in an office our other Mm -hmm. sister is a nurse and she when we told her about this business she's like what people do that like people eat cake at work people's companies (laughs) buy cake for them at work you know so kind of educating everyone was one of the hardest things Yeah. yeah I suppose, yeah, for some people that would be a totally, if they're not familiar with the work environment, it would be something totally sort of foreign to what, what they're used to. But what sort of pledges did you set? And were they of any help at all? Or was it mostly sort of from the marketing and the pushing that you did yourselves? Um, what pledges did we set? What yeah. did we, like, give away? Yeah, yeah, like, um, um, cake. Yeah, cake. Okay, cake. <laughs> I think it was, like, That's different packages one. of cake, like, one cake or five cakes, or little cake pots we did for, like, smaller pledges, oh, nice. which were sweet. And they for were people popular, who weren't actually. in London. Yeah. That was a challenge as well, mm. geographically. Yeah, because People want to pledge when it's going to benefit them, but... We can't yeah. send yeah. the whole cake up to Scotland. Yeah, example. yeah, got you. Um, so cake pots... Were like quite cute, uh, like little they, cake they were, jars. Yeah, yeah, they were quite um, popular. But then, of course, with Kickstarter, a lot of the funds you raise then go into fulfilling the pledges. So right. paying for the cake. So although you might raise ten thousand, you might Spend be spending four. like four course, of that yeah. on the stuff. I hadn't thought of that. And the video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Did you have to put quite a bit of money into making a video for the campaign? Yeah, I think yeah. it cost us about five hundred pounds. Okay. Didn't it, yeah, to do the plus the day, plus like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is expensive to do. It yeah. is obviously great because if you're a really small business and you don't have any funds other than the revenue you're generating, mm-hmm. having even like £5,000 or £6,000 to put into your marketing or put into growth in whatever you're doing is really it's useful. Amazing, so yeah. it's and it did drive us forward, the money we yeah. we got from it because we bought a new e-bike so that our deliveries would be more efficient. Um, we did invest in some other marketing. So it definitely took us to another level. Um there are just considerations, aren't there? Mm. Yeah, I, th- I just think, I suppose we look back and just remember that it was a tough time. Yeah. <laughs> and was we it? did it over Christmas. I don't know if that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. I guess people are feeling generous, but equally they've, they're on holiday and they've got other things to care about, yeah, like being with their true. family. Yeah, so. to spend loads of money on Christmas presents, I suppose, maybe. It makes it a bit difficult. Um, was there a point where you thought it might not work, where you perhaps were so, fa- so far from your target and you were thinking like, oh my God, is, is this, are we going to reach it? Yeah, I think... I think during the middle, and we kind of expected it from reading articles online, there's mm-hmm. a bit of a like a plateau where people, when you first launch, people sort of pledge, and yeah. then you've got to wait until it's like last chance to pledge. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. And there is, you've got to keep, I mean, we planned to kind of stagger some of our communications to people that we knew so mm-hmm. that it would like keep up momentum. Got you. So okay, in the yeah. second week of our month, we might like do another outreach or something to keep things going. Um, it's yeah. definitely psychological. Like you could even tell even amongst our own friends and family, mm. you could probably tell that they didn't think we were going to make it because it, when it was on four grand, everything really slowed down and people who we thought were going to put money in, I think some people are thinking, well, I may as well not bother because they won't make it anyway. Right, okay. But then... Well, then we'd call some more people in and be like, if you're going to pledge, pledge now. And then it would like get this confidence up and then you'd see those people come forward. Okay. So oh, it's definitely interesting. Like, mm, a, like any investment, really. Just someone else's validation and confidence gives 
other people a push. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you actually managed to make the 10,000 target with just 61 pledges. So you um, you actually had some pretty sizable donations in there. Um, the ones you said that weren't friends and family, how did you go about securing those? Was it people in the similar industry or did they people that just sort of stumbled across it themselves? No idea. They must have just stumbled across it. I think it. stumbled across it, yeah. I would say those people weren't the bigger pledges, oh, okay. you know. Um, the bigger pledges were probably friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's like quite surprising the people that do pledge. I think that's a learning in the business more generally is you find out who... Like all these random supporters come out of the woodwork and then the people that you think might support your business yeah you just don't care just don't yeah just don't <laughs> no but it's so true you get like this random person from school who you haven't spoken to but they've seen it and they like it and they kind of appreciate what they're doing and suddenly they give 50 quid and you're like wow oh, it's really it, nice. is, it, is, yeah. it is amazing it doesn't just apply to kickstarter or campaigns it could be social media oh, yeah. you get who shares your stuff and you yeah. think like oh good for you like yeah and then the other people you've been friends with for like 20 years just like never give you a like this is very we've been friends for so long yeah. <laughs> give, give me a, a like. tenner, please <laughs> yeah. um what would your advice be to somebody that's going to start a crowdfunder tomorrow Oh, don't start tomorrow. <laughs> Do some planning. Um, yeah, but if you're starting the process tomorrow, sit down and maybe first of all make a list of everyone you think you know who could pledge and what they might pledge to mm-hmm. see how, what's realistic because, as you know, it's all or nothing if you don't hit that target. So yeah. it's better to hit 6K and just have 6K in the bank than try and go for 10 and not get any of it. Yeah, got you. Oh, actually, another one, which is quite a good piece of advice. I don't know if I should give it away and make ourselves look so ingenuine, but... um Try and get people's feedback on the campaign before you put it live. And if you send that to friends and family that have experience in, I don't know, marketing or may have an interest, they mm-hmm. sort of early adopters, they get invested in what you're doing and then will likely pledge. Do you oh, know what I mean? Okay, so, nice. So, like, I want your feedback on what I'm doing because I really value, like, your And it, like, strokes their ego. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, if oh, someone cool. sent me one, I'd be like, oh, you value my opinion. Cool. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then they feel a responsibility yeah, to yeah. send it out to other people. So. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Use, that's useful. This is also something I've learned generally in business is don't be ashamed to just constantly ask people for help and just reach out to people because when I first started so we went a couple of months with doing the promo cakes and giving out and then someone said to me have you just sat down at a desk on your LinkedIn and found everyone you went to uni with look where they work now and message them saying hey do you think this could be good and to me that felt so alien to ask for business from people who I knew like it felt not shameful but just like oh a bit embarrassing do I want to but actually there's really no shame in that and I'm just so shameless now in just asking anyone (laughs) for help or like would you send this on to anyone you know or and yeah like you're not going to get anywhere on your own like there's no there's no pride in just doing everything on your own and struggling yeah so engage as many people before as you can before you even launch Mm -hmm. and then have a plan for like every single week of like how you're going to reach those people again and yeah like new people so social media or email like get a little email list together there's also um, compliant (laughs) no gbpr didn't exist no when we were doing that kickstarter also has algorithms which you could probably google i don't know exactly what they are but if you hit a certain level in the first day they'll put you on the front page and that sort of thing which means you're more likely to get those people who just browse kickstarter because they want to put a tenner in something yeah so if you if you've got you know you've got a set number of people who are going to pledge you could strategically yeah. get them to pledge at a certain time to so you can get yourself on increase the front page. your chances yeah yes, that's a good one You've we done... were never on the front page no. <laughs> just caveat that <laughs> but you still made your target though so yeah. it's, it's not it's not the be all and end all at what point did you make the jump from being full-time in your previous jobs to working on the business full-time so I went full-time first, um, basically because we made the decision it'd be silly for both of us to just quit our jobs immediately. It felt like we had got the business to a point where we had a website, mm-hmm. we'd sourced a few suppliers, and it was then a point where I sat at work thinking, the stuff I need to get done can't be done in evenings and weekends anymore, like yeah. I need to have the days. But it wasn't a two-person job necessarily yeah. at that point. So it was March 2017 when I left my job, mm-hmm. um, and actually the business launched June, which is much later than I thought because I guess there's always more to do than you, yeah, yeah. you think. And you want things to be perfect. They weren't perfect looking back. They were like a million times less than perfect when we launched, but whatever. Um, and then Nicola, do you want to explain yeah, more? Yeah, and then um, 
I only just went full-time, full-time properly in September oh, this nice. last year because I've got a daughter. So I had a bit, <laughs> my financial commitments were a bit different. Um, but yeah, so I was just still doing the evenings, weekends, lunchtimes, during my sleep, kind of working on cake yeah. drop. Um, I think yeah. we thought there would just come this miraculous time where it's like, okay, Nicola, we're ready for you and like we can pay you and everything. <laughs> that time's never going to come. I think it came to a point when Nicola was like, okay, Oh, I've got to do it at yeah, some point, yeah. like, now's my time to take the plunge. Yeah, we were totally waiting for, like, oh, when we get our first round of investment, then we can take you on, like, full time. And then it just got to a point where it's like, oh, why are we waiting for the stars to align? Like, yeah. if I believe in this and I believe me going full time is going to really accelerate our growth, why don't I do it? And that is a big, that's, like, the leap of faith that Anna did back in March 2017 yeah. it was like she did it then like I need to do it I don't know what I'm holding on to but yeah it has worked out hasn't it yeah and it has accelerated things mm-hmm. it's amazing because there's only so much you can do on your own and, and in part time like yeah hours. yeah and like running the business every day you just you can plan to do some strategy and you can plan to have a call with Nicola and say okay what we can do next month and but inevitably three customers email and they want to cake tomorrow and then you've got to pay some and I was constantly stuck in that so it was frustrating for me Nicola's such an ideas person and she's so the person to drive it forward she had all this amazing stuff and I felt like oh my god this is great but I can't do I can't physically do any of it so when Nicola joined it was like amazing that she could focus on that and it almost freed me up with some of the stuff I was doing um so it has helped like our revenue has grown we're so much more productive yeah, it's been much better. Brilliant. It'd be a bit awkward if it wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, it's been okay since she joined, yeah, actually. <laughs> Revenues are down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm down a little bit since she joined. <laughs> Is it just the two of you? Has it always just been the two of you? Yeah. Have you got anyone yeah. else that works for you at We've all? We've got riders. Riders, like yeah. the cake. Um, although yeah. Anna still does some of the cake. She likes yeah. to do... Um, the first if we've got a new customer, mm-hmm. Anna will always want to do the first one, at okay, least yeah. the first one. Yeah. Just because it's hard, like... Knowing where the offices are, offices can be really hard to find, yeah. as is this was this building. Yeah, we had a struggle um, finding this this location. Yeah, today, so good practice. Um, and then Plus, it, making sure they get there absolutely perfect. I'm still a bit of a control freak. Not that they never do, but I know, yeah, but I've still got it in me that it is useful though to go and like see it the first time. But yeah, yeah, and meet the person face yeah. to face because there's so much value in that. Yeah, um, definitely. And but yeah, that's the only people. That yeah, we... actually, this week I've delivered like one cake. It's actually embarrassing. Like I've gone from some weeks of delivering like twenty five cakes on my own to now this week I like feel really lazy. I've like delivered one, <laughs> left the left the rest of everyone else. There is a point I think where you do have to sort of outsource and sort of delegate some of that work onto other people. So at what point did you decide right we're gonna get some people that can be our riders and can help us make these deliveries so that you can put your um, time to better use? I can't remember when we first did I it. I think Maybe out of a necessity, couple of summers ago. And out of necessity at first, obviously, because there was more than mm-hmm. one person could do on their own. Um, but I've been pushing for a while, like, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. But it's all well and good me saying from, like, my armchair. When <laughs> Anna's, like, been doing it this whole time and she's just got this, like, possessiveness over it. She doesn't want I completely get it. Um, but I think things- anything else, like outsourcing accounting or outsourcing yeah. marketing or mm-hmm. design, like, is one thing. Yeah. But the actual thing like we have a really good customer retention rate um over 85 percent of our customers repurchase and that is because there has never been a fault in the service you know the cake's always got there it's been amazing and it's never been (laughs) and I just don't want that to fall aside but it's so right that I need to let go because I can't be walking around London. I mean, Monday it can't scale, can it? If it's just you. if it's just me, yeah. <laughs> I can't blame you. So Nicola has definitely forced me. In fact, I went on holiday for two weeks last year, which was really scary. Nicola had just joined the business, and so she was thrown at the deep end. Like, here's all the deliveries, have fun, <laughs> and it was really great because she was texting me every day, like, "This is ridiculous. This is such a waste of time. Like, we really need to get extra help. We already had help. We already yeah. had riders, but I mean, it's so good to know how it works on like that ground level, like." what do you call it like at the forefront of what's going on uh-huh, yeah um, it's so good to know but there has to be a point where like you hand it over yeah I guess it's like the the CEO of delivery he still does like one delivery a week doesn't he <laughs> yeah he does yeah because really? he wants to like oh, get what's going on but mine's a bit more than getting what's going on mine is like <laughs> mine's <laughs> just, just yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Well, how is that sort of like you said you um, had your daughter as well? Mm. How is that sort of work life balance when you're trying to grow and develop a business from the beginning? Is it quite difficult to manage, particularly if you had another job as well? Yeah. Well, she wasn't part of the plan, <laughs> the master plan. When we first had the idea to launch Cake Drop, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. Um, <laughs> you have to write actually, this in somewhere. Like, no, but um, actually, naively, I felt like it was going to be great because I could like build the business on my maternity leave, which we did. Mm. Um, you took early maternity. Took, oh, yeah, I went on maternity leave like nine weeks early to like do build yeah. the website and do all that. Um, so that was actually really useful. And then whilst I was actually on maternity leave, I obviously had much less time than I thought I did being yeah. a first time mum yeah. like I thought it was going to be like pushing a sleeping baby in the pram whilst taking business calls yeah. it's not like that at all um but yeah no it has worked out because I've been more flexible and I was doing deliveries um do you remember doing collections oh, of my supplies God, with a... like a six week old baby in the back oh my <laughs> goodness yeah yeah um, um that's been okay hasn't I it? think you had more time than you would have had like if I was working full if time. you're working full time yes yeah. yeah, so it worked out fine but in terms of now now that you're full-time in the business like it is a challenge for you more than it is for me to yeah. manage even the guilt mm. and everything of I think that's it's psychological more than mm. anything like I know that I have when my daughter goes to child mine throughout the day so yeah. I know there's like a window where I can work bef- like after dropping her off and before yeah. picking her up and I have to be really strict about that whereas even before I had her in my other job I would know oh, if I had a busy day oh, I'll just do some work this evening or I'll just yeah, you know I'll, do, I'll just do a bit more on the weekend so you don't have that much pressure but I think when you've got a child like you really have to like make use of every single hour mm-hmm. and make it as productive yeah, as yeah. possible and that's quite stressful because like as soon as the clock starts going I'm yeah. like oh like I'm yeah. against yeah. the clock <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's all right it's working isn't it and again I can yeah. be I can be flexible yeah, yeah, it gives yeah. it gives flexibility, and but also it's like working out the dynamic between us because um, Nicola disappears between say six and eight when she's doing like dinner time and bedtime and then she pops up at nine again and I'm like done with Kate yeah. by nine you know like I've worked into the evening because I could and then she pops up like I was thinking we could do this and that and I'm like oh like I'm just gonna yeah, have to leave WhatsApp like, for a bit she like keeps me on red and I'm like okay yeah she's done <laughs> but that's great I think that's the benefit of being sisters probably friends as well in business that you can just be like hey you know what I'm not feeling ideas right now and I'm yeah. not feeling like big picture right now <laughs> I'm feeling like being in bed yeah <laughs> watch some TV chilling out yeah, yeah well, I think I think you deserve it I mean the business has done incredibly well um, and you now have um, plenty of customers but in the first stages do you remember getting your very first customer your very first oh, cake yeah. job oh yeah that's like pivotal isn't it first package customer because we had lots of one drops but the first customer I think I cried <laughs> I think I thought we made it <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have, so a, I'm gonna have a pool. I'm gonna yes. have a pony. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that was it. Like Sydney, <laughs> you're going to private school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was I mean, amazing. Such like a, I don't think we realised how hard it was to get customers. Like they don't just flock. Yeah. Yeah, but there's pivot. Yeah, that. Um, I mean, that's like a pivotal moment, and it's kind of gets the ball rolling, doesn't it? And it yeah. validates what you're doing. And even now, like you look back at now we've got like a hundred c- c- different like people on packages and we just think by packages we mean they're like renewing customers yeah, and yeah. they do lots of cake with us and you just think wow like I can't believe we validated this whole like business in that time yeah and that at one point we just had no one yeah I don't know <laughs> probably no one ever feels like they've got enough customers though like it's hard to sit here and feel like we've made it because we have no yeah we're no, just, we like, haven't made it <laughs> <laughs> We have one customer. We did. <laughs> yeah, it totally our... felt like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like it's a massive boost as well after putting all that hard work in. Being someone that actually wants your business, someone I wants know. your cake, someone wants it to be delivered. That's that must be really rewarding and really. And they're still are our first customer. Are they still with us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah three years in. And that is and also years. something like I always feel grateful for those customers, don't you? Like you, you saw something in us, and I guess they didn't know we had no other customers. That's the thing. They didn't know they were the first. No. No. <laughs> don't tell them that. But, no, but it's, I don't know, you, you, took, a, you, took, a, you took a step. Same with the supplier, the first bakery that came on board. It's like you took, took a, a leap of faith. Yeah, you took yeah. a leap of faith. Yeah. Like, thank you, yeah. Yeah, because they're trusting us to get their cakes into offices in one piece as well. And it's like their brand's written on it. Mm. So, um, but yeah. Nice, a lot of trust, a lot of trust on their part. But um, it's been going brilliantly um, and it's been doing really, really well. But... 
was that sort of an immediate sort of soar in popularity once you had that first customer? Did they then start rolling in after no. sort of word of mouth? Was it quite slow and steady? <laughs> Do customers ever roll in? Like? <laughs> no, we never put we've put no money into paid marketing at all. Like that's because okay. we're really bootstrapped. We haven't had any funding other other than the Kickstarter, which we used on like the bike and stuff, rather than yeah. and like a tiny bit of marketing. Um, so no, but it ha- like word of mouth. I can't remember what the word figure of- is. It's like sixty percent or forty percent of our customers are, come from referrals, so mm-hmm. that is quite high. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But no, they never come rolling. I mean, there's months where they come rolling. You're like, this is it now. This is this is how the business works. And then you get a month, and it's like one customer comes in or two customers come in a week, and it's just I just don't think you can ever rest on your laurels. Like it's just a constant battle and to get customers. Yeah. And there's London's big. We've got so many offices to still get into, yeah. even if. And I guess we're lucky in that, like our retention rate is quite high, so we've always got our renewals, you know. So if that's like our, we just need to get like a few custom new customers, and then we know we've got them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah, like likelihood is they'll renew, like Touchwood. Yeah, once continues. you give your once you give your staff cake, you can't take it away. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're hooked. They're, I'm not going back to calling the caterpillar again. No. Yeah, this is it. We've got a taste for yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> That's how you reel them in. Um, do you rely on social media at all? Do you use that quite a bit or not really? We use um, social media, especially Instagram, I'd say, is our most active. Mm. But I don't know that it links to sales mm-hmm. so no. much. It's just more of a brand presence. Okay, yeah, and it's probably. nice because then we can kind of engage with, I don't know, people and our bakers, workers, office workers. Yeah. But in terms really, of Really, we're not... Our customers, it's not like an impulse purchase. Often it has to go through lots of stages of approval to have cake in the office. And um, we can be nurturing relationship for a while. So it doesn't really feel like someone spots it on social media and then they go to the website and they purchase. Right, I see, Because often, yeah. you know, then office managers aren't spending their own money. Um, so it's been great because you get just the odd person who orders on their own birthday for their office is a one-off from social media yeah. but yeah it's definitely just like a we we find it important to be there because our customers are there yeah um but yeah we don't rely on instagram as such so focusing on what the business looks like today how has it changed from when you first launched it in 2017 what what is different we've we've been really dynamic haven't we we kind of started with like this whole birthday focus it was very mm-hmm. like office birthdays and although people can use it for what they want we weren't marketing it in a way that was really inclusive because now we find that um, offices have like monthly cake days weekly cake days they have cake drop for events they send them to clients as gifts and so we weren't like capturing that so that was something we changed really early on um what else I mean we're just a bit more varied now like we discovered that like we can have like this great range of vegan cakes and we can have like gluten free and what are the other ones definitely that we we get so much more demand for gluten free and vegan now Mm. than in the first year yeah and we do things like pride cakes and like London pride we'll do like um sort of themed cakes which wasn't in the in the original plan I don't know how. I mean, it's changed massively because we're having to be like more automated and more structured. At the very beginning, it's just me and Anna kind of winging it, and we're on the phone all the time making decisions. Now we have to have actual things in place, like um, like cloud, yeah, like cloud systems where we can like work and yeah, like legal documents. Which sounds like ridiculous (laughs) because we're sisters, but you hate you get to a point where we can't just be like chasing each other on the phone, like oh, what's the update on this? What's the update on that? Like we have to have software for everything now. So yeah, from like CRM to and systems. No, systems I guess like the, the first you launch and it's just about whether this is going to work and whatever mm-hmm. and now it's got to a point where it's like okay it's working and now we want to scale we want to we want to grow it yeah. so we need to now decide who's who actually does what and are we doing things the most efficient way and how attractive does our business look to potential investors because that is something we're doing this year is raising investment so it's, it's forced us to be a lot more like businessy because I guess we started this is quite a fun project yeah splitting our roles as well making sure like we literally had to do a list of like who's responsible for what and mm-hmm. who's the like yeah. the final decision maker like because we can't always just be on the phone making decisions and, and like bickering I don't know, over like what color in whatever needs to be done like it, there needs to be sort of an owner of everything yeah. we do so I think that was a moment wasn't it a sort of a step change in what we were doing 
I know that if I started a business with my sister, it would just be constant arguments. Do you ever find really? those? Has there ever been anything where you've sort of bickered on it or you've had both like very different ideas? Or we literally had... never bicker or argue. Oh, that's so we, but it's only because Nicola's tolerant because I am so naturally rude. <laughs> She's and, so like... rude to me, but I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Nicola, because we do work in really different ways. So like sometimes if we're working together on something, we are best sitting together, brainstorming, and then going our separate ways and doing our yeah, bit. doing your own Trying things. to work together. We don't actually work that well, like, no, heads down Anna on a project. No, because Anna to, like, should we meet up and work? And I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to work on my own. <laughs> no, but we <laughs> sometimes do need to meet up with Nicola. Yeah, no, we do, but... Um, but no, so I get really aggy with Nicola, but she's just very tolerant. So, but, but it's hard because... I have to remember, like, I can't always treat her as my sister. Like, sometimes she does need the respect. Like, <laughs> this is partner. our job. And, like, sometimes someone needs to be told, like, thanks for doing that. That's really good. Like, what you've done is good. Because it's really hard when you work on your own. Like, you go from an office where you've got a manager who's like, that was great. Or a client who goes, like, thanks for that work. And you just got this constant reassurance. And you get pay rights. And you're like, I'm the best. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I will, like, she'll um, send me an email. And she'll be like, how's this? And I'll reply, or, like, for feedback. And I'll say something. And then I look at it again. I'm like, oh, I need to like start that sentence with well done this is good like oh my god yeah engineer my emails to make them sound less rude sometimes yeah because everyone needs that like you're so polite yeah, to your bit. colleagues oh, okay. aren't you but with your sister you're like it's just just to the point yeah. i hate yeah. this i hate this email you've designed can you make it completely <laughs> different color yeah yeah i think that's quite a big thing as well confidence um and sort of that reassurance and particularly when you get the knocks like you did with that supplier right at the beginning um something we hear quite a lot of is people suffering with imposter syndrome and sort of feeling like you know are, are we crazy like is this really the, the going to be an idea that works and is that something that you've experienced at all throughout the process no are you joking i haven't like <laughs> i look back and i went in <clears throat> so naive like, everyone's like was it really hard quitting a job like were you really scared I was like no Just like <laughs> was I scared no never like I don't I feel those things now but I definitely went in just like but full steam but ahead. I would yeah but I do think we get days where like you'll be feeling really like low about something or vice versa like I'll be doubtful I'll be worried like something, yeah. something keep yeah. me up at night like the finances or is this and then it's lucky that like it's never both of us like that at the same time rarely just because we're two different people with yeah. two different like environmental yeah. factors but when I'm feeling like that she'll be no that's cool or and vice yeah, we've versa. even had it recently where like we've gone into a meeting like an important meeting and she's like I feel so nervous I feel so nervous and I've been like why like yeah, it's not nerve so strange she's like I'm so glad that you're not nervous because it's making me feel like I yeah. shouldn't be like so. and then there's times when Nicola rings me up like really worried about this like this is going badly and that's going bad and I'm like I feel fine about that and it's just so helpful but in terms of imposter syndrome do you what, feeling like have I'm you ever not... felt like we're not capable no um no not not capable. I get these moments where I feel more capable. Where I'm like, yeah, I can totally do this. Yeah. I like, think, motivation. Yeah. My only thing is, like, money. It's been such a struggle personally, you know, like, going from having a salary to not and yeah. managing that. The, the only time is, like, the day before rent day where it's like, what am I doing? I guess on a personal level, mm -hmm. I have, like why have I done this? All my friends are buying houses and moving on with their lives and getting pay rises and stuff, and I'm, like, stuck and, like, putting my life basically putting my personal life on pause but I don't think that's like imposter syndrome that's just like doubting if I'm doing the right thing yeah got you but do you think you are now doing the right thing do you feel more comfortable now is there movement in growing the business that's making you feel a bit more confident definitely yeah definitely recently as well I think because we've had like interest from investors and stuff recently <clears throat> which is just such validation isn't it yeah it makes us feel like a proper business yeah I think that's the only thing that was holding us back is like not having any experience with raising funds mm -hmm. and you feel like everybody else does or somehow knows or has yeah. like intrinsic knowledge yeah. of it or they've come from like venture capital firms they understand the whole mechanisms of raising funds and then we're this two these two girls with like no experience whatsoever so that's a really good point I don't know actually. if that again I don't know if that's imposter syndrome or like because very or just a lack in knowledge but mm. since we've actually had interest from investors and things seem to be moving in the right direction for us there like that's validation so I definitely yeah. feel way more confident and even talking yeah. about the business like I noticed that my social media 
uh, I'm a personal social media, I say nothing about cake drop. And it's weird, like, why have I not, like, shouted it from yeah. the rooftops? And I think you just don't want pe- an audience for, like, you doing something that you're not sure, 100% sure is no, going to totally work. I totally get that, yeah. But now I feel so much confident, like, talking to my friends about what I'm doing and stuff. I, d- I think there's definitely been a bit of a change That's recently. Yeah. Yeah. I also, like, look back and all these times where I've, like, laid in the bath and been like, what am I doing? How would I know when to stop? Like, mm. when do you know... This isn't this working. Isn't working. Yeah, like, yeah. what? How much money do you put into it, and how much? Time. How many like crying in the baths do you do before <laughs> you? But then I seem to get out of the bath, and then I just carry on. And I guess that's enough for me. That's like, well, if I got out of the bath and I just carried on working, and the next day came around, I carried like that's enough to carry it's, on, yeah, right? Yeah, like, just keep pushing. Yeah. So nothing's ever. There's never been a really monumental like episode of like doubt or anything really external to tell us that it's not going to work yeah I guess it's just the chugging along like waiting for like the big growth moment but it doesn't happen like it takes time yeah it's like gradual it's grown so much in the in the two two and a half years that it's been going so what is what's the next steps for you to sort of grow it even further I know you spoke a little bit about investors is that the sort of next steps for you guys Yeah, yeah that's definitely our plan this year to um raise some funds to grow because as I said we've done no paid marketing pretty much so Mm -hmm. that's a massive opportunity for us to like extend our reach um everything in terms of the business model seems like really healthy Mm -hmm. so it's just about scaling that model yeah and the way we're going to do that is by just reaching more people and like raising awareness for the brand and stuff so yeah and having capital to work with I think we're at Mm -hmm. a point where we're really confident that cake drop's going to succeed and we're on this train and it's moving, but do we want to hit our milestones in two years or do we want to hit it in six years? An investment will allow us to just do everything much quicker. That makes sense. And I think when you say about putting money into marketing, do you have any particular avenues that you're looking into with the marketing that you're hoping to sort of put the money into? Yeah, I think we are still at a phase, a stage where we should always be experimenting. Yeah. Because we've not had, like, big amounts of money to play with in terms of paid marketing. We still don't know what works best for us as a brand. We've got, like, a little bit of information and we've got a few, like, I don't know, we've we've seen a few things that might tell us which direction to go next. But we'd like to do more events because we think that's... The conversations that we can have are really valuable. Um so yeah events and I guess more into digital marketing mm-hmm. we've yeah. dabbled in digital yeah. like Google ads and things but having a bigger budget to, to allow you to do of, more yeah and split test and yeah. see what works best events for us is massive because selling into businesses is all about relationship building mm-hmm. yeah um, one like if a business is already doing cake they don't always have a massive incentive to move their whole supply over so a lot of that is about relationship yeah um, and often they're spending a lot of money so they need to trust us and um so events is have been in the past the ones we've done have been great at meeting people and yeah having those relationships with office managers and I would love to do like TFL advertising on the tube but I don't think we're allowed we're not allowed because it's cake you know they've got rules around like high sugar and high fat content um, yeah, but we could just not show a picture of the cake. Oh, I've looked into it, and I think, like, you still can't. Oh, it's so mean. Like, and our <laughs> company name is, like, Cake Drops. So I think, like, we're almost, like, guaranteed to be, it's like, like so annoying, not allowed to do it. Yeah. Um, so, um, not that we might not have the budget for that, but <laughs> that would be, like, the dream. Cool, oh, that would like, be amazing. All those or something. Have, like, a whole like, double decker bus. cake on the tube this morning. Yeah. It looked amazing. Can we get that Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Well... That's a shame. Hopefully you'll be able to something similar that yeah. will maybe... Oh, bus shelters, that would still be TFL, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm going through it now. Marketing marketing campaign. <laughs> I'll yeah. find you something for cake. Um, looking back, what is your proudest moment of the whole journey? If you can point, pin it on one moment. Oh my God, that's really hard. Proudest. I feel like at the moment feels like yeah. a turning point for us, doesn't it? There haven't been proud moments up till now. I feel like... It's only at the moment I'm starting to feel some pride in what we've created. Mm-hmm. Probably because we're going through this um, raising investment, yeah. getting the business in a certain order. Um, you, you know, have to, like review everything that you've done and like tell other people about it. So you're really collecting all the information of like what you've achieved today, and you're, you look at it and you're like, oh, actually, that's quite impressive. Yeah, see, like, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. okay, we've actually done we've done really well here. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is the first point 
that that's happened. Obviously, yeah. there's days where, like, we get a big sale and I'm like, I am Richard Branson. Like, <laughs> I was born to do this. Like, no one should ever doubt me. Yeah, I've had loads of proud moments of Anna. Like, being like, I was so proud of her, like, because obviously she took the leap of faith of yeah. what I did and oh, she's got, nice. she's done, like, so much. And, like, I get moments where I'm like, well, not moments, I do just feel proud of, of Anna, like, but um, I guess like together as Kate, I don't know. Well, because I've got to return it. I feel proud of Nicola <laughs> because I think she has she has such a harder job than me because she's managing way more than me. Like, what do you mean? I'm um, like I'm young and free. <laughs> no, she's young as well. No, but then <laughs> she's just not free. She's just shackled. No, um, just because you look at other people, you meet other entrepreneurs at events, and they've got it so much harder than yeah. you. Like I've got time, and like I don't have a mortgage to pay and I've just you know I am free and it's hard but I've got time mm-hmm. Nicola's taken a leap of faith when she's got other things to consider like a family and mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. really brave a lot of people wouldn't do that so I think I had a wobble when like Nicola was going to join the business like are you sure like your pro- I understand if your priorities have changed and it hadn't and I feel like her faith in the business is so strong if oh, really when she nice. had other priorities yeah. like she's still stuck to it it's a sickening moment. Handing <laughs> <laughs> in my notice, I must admit. Was it scary? Was it really? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I when I was handing in my notice at my full-time job, I was just, like, literally had myself screaming at me in my head, like, what are you doing? What Don't are you hand doing? Over. Don't hand it over. And we didn't tell <laughs> mum and dad, did no, we? No, I did not tell my mum for, like, two months that I'd, like, quit my oh, job. And she'd, like, it was, like, a up, secret. She looks after my daughter once a week, and she would come to pick her up in the morning. She'd be like, have a good day at work. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Just give us a little how did she find out someone else told her, didn't she? Basically, we didn't tell mum because... Oh, did, you tell, back... did you say we were sisters? Otherwise, it's yeah, suddenly yeah, gone yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she found out on Instagram. Uh, did she? Yeah, because we did a post on Cake Drop that I'd, like, joined full-time. And it she, wasn't she worth... texted me, like, did you quit your job? <laughs> it wasn't worth her, like, sleepless nights, you no. know? She's oh. quite risk-averse. Yeah, I feel like if I thought my mum had left my job, she would be like, why, why, are you it's sure? It's like thought about like it? it is, why? yeah. Like, what about your pension? What yeah. about sick days? <laughs> How are you going to go on holiday? There's a lot, there's a lot in there. Um, well, we seem like a really, really good sister pair and um, a business team as well. Like, you've, you're both each other's support network, and I think that you're going to do really, really well. You've already done really, really well, but continue to grow and, and, and do brilliantly. So, um Thank you so much for joining me today. One more Thanks. question just to finish on. Um, what would your be- biggest piece of advice be to somebody that's thinking of starting or growing their own creative business from scratch? The sort of one take home, little inspirational message. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally do it. Like, if you. <laughs> I get the little anarchist in you being like, just say don't do it, just say don't do it. I think, um, what's the one that we always say to people? Don't pay people to do stuff that you can do yourself. I think a lot lot of people just think of a business idea and then try and like pay other people to do like the branding and this and that and the other. And I get it because you don't feel like you've got all the skills, but there's so much support out there. Um, Ask for help, like test your ideas and other people read yeah. loads of books this is loads of advice isn't it yeah you, you I think one. I think my one ultimate is be patient be things patient. don't happen as fast as you think mm-hmm. they should and other people's businesses look like they're moving faster than yours and it doesn't matter like some months you might make no money next month you might make some like just don't expect anything to happen quickly and also nothing is a waste of time so mm-hmm. you might send out your first email campaign get the bravery to do it and nothing happens, but you just don't know. You just like keep trying because on the fifth, someone signs up because of that email, or yeah. you do a podcast and you think, oh, loads of people will hear it and I'll get an order. You don't, but someone might listen to this podcast in a year who works in an office. Like, yeah. just nothing is a waste of time. So just take up opportunities and Same try yes. everything, and don't get disheartened when you do a Google Ads campaign and it doesn't work the first time. Yeah, because you gotta keep trying, yeah. like testing out different things. Yeah, being persistent. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thanks. I'll let you get back to your busy cake uh, cake schedule. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant. Thanks for coming Thanks. in for a chat. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks. you. Good luck with everything. <laughs>